So, let's see. Oh, that, I'm just I'm listening to the sound of it pouring That's in the mic. Right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, go ahead. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. No, yeah, no, just pour it out, matter. pour it out. It's all Get that chill. You promise to be official from. Can you just hold it up to the mic? Will you do that, please? So I can <laughs> and spill it all <laughs> over the mic. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> you promise to be professional. Yeah, I didn't promise anything. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so this is the Finding the Overton Window podcast. I am uh, Daniel T. Fuller. I, I am Paul Dougal. Manuel Atendama. We're uh, just some mathematics grad students getting together to talk about the issues of our time. And as the name of the podcast would, su- would suggest, we're interested in figuring out what are the limits of what people can talk about? What can we talk about? What can we get away with? And what can we make politically effective based off of that. So um, today we're just going to go over some of the, you know, recent uh, big happenings in society and also get an introduction into who we are and, and why we're talking about the the things that we're going to talk about. And I think one of the, the big topics that's been on our mind as we've been, you know, talking about uh, putting together some sort of platform for the uh, disseminating of ideas would be what is responsible platforming and and how do we go about making sure that the things that we say um you know that we cast out into the public square of of debate and discussion don't end up um being used to harm people in some way or another or don't um in themselves become harmful so when when we talk about responsible platforming paul what is what does that what does that mean to you yeah so uh <laughs> Responsible platforming, it it's hard, and I think I take a a, a much more right view than both of you, um, or I mean left view, not right. I was left, say, left, left, are you left, different, left, Paul? Left. Nope, nope. I am the same, Paul. Uh, I know my left from right. No, got to make the L. Clear. Um, but no, I think uh, it's it's hard um, because I I definitely think people should be allowed to have intelligent conversations if it is clear that is coming from a a standpoint of not trying to hurt anyone just uh honest uh, opinions and and with without that intent to harm and that uh, gosh i'm so good at putting things into words uh, <laughs> blows my mind sometimes Find pictures what oh yeah let me just throw some pictures right up I don't know. You have to be very careful because I feel like, and this is already veering into dangerous territory, but I feel like a lot of people in today's day and age in our society get offended by a lot of things that they shouldn't because there's there's so much we we should be able to talk about and we should be able to have discourse on, but we we can't. Um, and I don't know. I think that's... That's unfortunate, but that's also why I think this podcast is great, as long as we don't get canceled. So we'll see what happens. Fair, fair. No, and and, and that's a good response. I mean, it's 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 very measured. Um, <laughs> I don't. I think you came off as just a reasonable person having opinion. I don't think that was particularly the most left wing response I've ever heard to that question. Um, uh, Emmanuel, what do you think about the the concept, without going into it any more than that, of responsible platforming? Responsible platforming. That is. Uh, if you don't care, you can say you don't care. <laughs> Honestly, no, I, I do care to some extent. Yeah. I don't care to a large extent, just like Paul was saying. 
so long as you don't hurt someone. But then once we've lost our definitions, then who is to say what the bounds are? And like you said, uh, Paul, you were saying uh, people get offended by very little things. Mm-hmm. How do we determine this side? Yeah, and especially what a person is entitled to get offended by, and especially with you saying like responsible platforming is like we don't hurt people, yeah. and like I kind of said something similar. Well, it's like well then can no one get offended by anything we say, and so basically no one can talk ever. Like I don't <sighs> think that's what we mean, but to some extent that's what it seems like our words suggest. True, and, and so uh, I'll, I'll re- restrict responsible platforming to only making sure that what you are speaking out is factual, is accurate to the best of your judgment rather than, I wouldn't say accurate because facts can change sometimes. You may not know the details clearly and so there's just a lot of factors. So, <laughs> the Pepsi's coming back, or Coke, I'm yeah, sorry, great, we're not sponsored, great, it doesn't matter. Great drink choice. <laughs> this this nameless soda that we have decided yes. to drink. Um, yeah, so I, I think that the, I, I think that those are fine responses as far as like mm-hmm. how we should think about responsible platforming, like what does that even mean? Um, I, I, I think that the the biggest thing to, to keep in mind is that... Um, we just need to be careful in in how we say things. I think that an important thing to point out is that as academics, um, all of us have a responsibility to, at least when we are, you know, engaged academically in, in some sort of pursuit, to to ask challenging questions and to not shy away from discourse regardless of the topic. Um, I think that there's there are strong arguments to be made from various sides of the debate about um, platforming, of the debate about um, freedom of speech and that sort of thing. Um, But I I think that this podcast, despite the fact that it's being broadcast publicly, very much deserves to be uh, a challenging space for ideas. And I I don't think that we would do any topics uh, that we bring up justice if we didn't kind of engage with that. Um, um, Having said that, there there are topics that the three of us are probably not predisposed to discuss as experts. And, and that kind of gets into what you were talking about, um, Emmanuel, is it being, you know, are we are we ca- even capable of giving like a factual discussion to some mm-hmm. sort of thing? Like, um, <clears throat> as, as mathematicians, certainly, and we're doing a podcast about philosophy, about politics, about culture, mm-hmm. we're not coming into this as experts. That's not really the point of what yeah, we're doing here, right? So, um, but ideally, anything that we engage with topically, we will have done at least an intelligent and and uh, you know meticulous job of at least some sort of a finding facts. information <laughs> gathering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think that where we have to be, it's it's all going to be in, in the opinion stuff. Because like, I mean, we can be as factual as we want, um, but if people are claiming we're not allowed to have an opinion on something because we it's not our lived experience, then well. I, what are we we're shit out of luck, I guess. I don't know. Like it's, it... <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. Closet right winger Paul. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. It, it's it's really difficult. I think that the, I think that the big thing that we would want. So so here's okay. Here's where I would draw the line. I would say that as long as we're talking talking about things descriptively, mm-hmm. and we're talking about things, um, in a way that that's not making 
any sort of like prescription towards how people in a different set of life should behave, mm-hmm. um, then I think it's completely fair grounds. Even even in like a uh, like a, a space that that isn't challenging, I think that people should be able to talk about the nature of things and how they're perceived by different people. If someone would want to come in and disagree with us based on a different set of experience, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> we should certainly have the right to talk about it, right? And we yeah. have the right to openly discuss that. Now, if it gets into saying something like, we're passing value judgments on things and then making prescriptions based on those on, on onto events that we have, like, you know, no even ability to understand based on our backgrounds. That, that's a different thing entirely. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think making these, you know, these descriptive topics about things... Um, that, that might be touchier subjects, I, th- I think is fine and I think is reasonable. Um, kind of going off of that note, I think that there's been a whole lot of talk about uh, disinformation, especially <coughs> online or in the news, um, and that's kind of been going on for <laughs> on either sides of the political aisle for a very, very long time. Yeah, a hot uh, minute for sure. Wh- what do you guys think about like disinformation? Like how, how do you, do you how do you engage yeah, how do you sure. engage with finding truthful information? I guess it's like a, is a better question. I I will I mean I think uh, some people are are much better at avoiding it or uh, purposefully doing it. Um, but I will say to some extent it is very hard in today's day and age in our society to know for sure what isn't isn't factual. I think just because. I, I mean, what's your source going to... It's going to be something on the internet, almost definitely, because our lives revolve around the internet. And who's to say that this one person, you're... I mean, for all we know, anyone could be posing as anyone on the internet and doing things. I mean, you would like to assume that certain things, such as, uh, you know, peer-reviewed articles and stuff, are more likely to be an acceptable uh, source of information um, than, say, your random uh, Reddit post. Uh, but... In the end, we don't, we don't know that that's true. It could be that they're claiming it's a, politi- or a, a peer-reviewed article and it's just one person behind a screen who's just playing games the whole way. Th- like, you, you really don't know um, unless you want to dig into every website you've ever been on, which I don't have time for that. I, I, no, thank you. I'll pass. <laughs> so I don't... Uh... <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's a good standard to set, I think, right? That, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a really good standard to set as far as if you are getting information from like a from a third party or something what are your ways of, of vetting whether you should believe that or not because in the, in the mm-hmm. most case I don't think it's reasonable for anybody to jump in and say I'm going to I'm going to go through the you know the, the rabbit hole of sourcing the source and sourcing the source's source and getting down to the bottom of every single piece of information nobody does that nobody has time for that yeah. especially with the amount of information that we are getting <laughs> today so then the question is you know how do we vet these? these sources of information. And this is where, you know, I would posit that as much as people, like, dislike mainstream media and dislike um, mainstream journalism, especially, mm-hmm. I think that, uh, like, large um, establishment news uh, media organizations, I think they're probably the easiest to hold to account in terms of the general factual accuracy of the things they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's always... Um, Scandals, especially during wartime, especially when, you know, there's, like, for instance, before the invasion of uh, Iraq, there was there's various accusations hurled by the left of of various news places acting, acting as basically just speaking extensions of the, the Department of Defense or of the military. And I, I think that those are reasonable criticisms, but at the same time, you actually have those criticisms. I think that a lot of 
non-mainstream, like alternative media, it's very hard to hold to account in the long term. And I'm not gonna, gonna name any publications at this <laughs> point, but they're at this point, but there are certainly um, some ones that are more widely accessed and yet still today uh, aren't held to account as much as we would like. And that that stands tenfold more for anonymous Reddit accounts and things oh, that yeah, are just for going sure. to spew random and information. It's very interesting because I feel like so much of our life, I mean, like, obviously, you know, the average person, I would say, I mean, it depends what generation you're looking at, but I, uh, for the younger generation, you know, people under their 30s or even under their 20s, like, almost all of their information, I feel like, is obtained from social media. Um, yep. And you, you, you know, you can say this. TikTok. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it depends how, how young we're getting here, but, uh, like, and yeah, you again, you assume you can trust certain accounts and stuff, but it's still all coming through social media. I mean, yeah, but think about the amount of people over 30 or 40 who get the majority of their news from Facebook and, Facebook, and how yeah. that ended up with uh, literally viral information during, for instance, like the Capitol riot time period, right? Yeah. So unfortunately, I don't think it's just the younger generations that are uh, that particularly affected by this. Well, it's just from generation to generation, isn't it? Uh, there was a time when everyone got yet yeah, information from the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. The means has changed. Yeah. But it it's still the same old thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I guess there's because there's still. I mean, you can even go all the way back to uh, radio, right? Like one one mm -hmm. could posit that because people thought that when they first played the uh, the War of the Worlds. Oh yeah. Radio, everyone thought the world. Everyone was thought the world was ending. Yeah. Um, that that you could say that that was misinformation. Although I'm pretty sure it was it was it was like it was announced that it, it was, was announced a, that it yeah. wasn't real. But if you come in <laughs> during the middle, it's not constantly <laughs> yeah, being yeah. announced that it's not real. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and, that, that, I mean, you, you know, there was this other thing you said about uh, wait, did he say disinformation or misinformation? I believe he said disinformation, but I don't. I don't let's know go with sure. misinf. Let's go with. Oh, I, yeah. Let's retroactively say that I said misinformation. Okay, you may <laughs> have said. I could be. I, I was, uh, yeah, I thought I heard disinformation at the beginning, and you said something about uh, not being able to individually, not being able, or should I say, it being completely impractical to go down the rabbit hole of doing um, your individual research. Sure. And. As academics, we would completely agree that that is uh, the fact that we are a community. We almost have a mutual trust in one another. We have where, to, otherwise nothing will get otherwise accomplished. Otherwise nothing will get accomplished. Where I can say that, oh, you, if you claim you've done something, it probably is true and I'm going to build on it. Otherwise, every person would be going back all the way and reinventing the wheel. Exactly. And, but, but, but then it comes into it that there's a hierarchy of levels for that trust, right? Because Absolutely. as an academic, because that's the whole reason that we have different sorts of of papers, of publications, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I, if someone publishes something in Nature versus someone publishes in some uh, some no name biology publication that has no circulation and has a has a you know disreputable history, yeah. those are both publications. You can both use those as cited sources, but they mm -hmm. should carry different weights for us, right? Um, and and just to, to be clear, I think that we can say that I was talking about misinformation okay. or disinformation. Disinformation being. Purposefully, purposefully, purposeful misinformation, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that because as someone who, when you are on the observer's end or the reader's end, those things you cannot immediately distinguish, right? So yeah. all, all you can do, we're really talking about is something correct or not. And then if we mm -hmm. want to get into solutions for that, then we need to consider, well, did Please. they spread it on purpose or did mm -hmm. they spread it on accident? 
It's a Friday night. We are tired from the week. I'm not about to come. Kind of I'm not that tired. The night is young. I got all the time in the world. <laughs> Well, I think if someone could have solved that problem, they, yeah, they it, probably it probably wouldn't have been done, I mean, been done late night on a Friday night in twenty minutes. Okay. Well, <laughs> technically, yeah. technically, they have like countries countries that have like you know iron curtains on their internet, right? So perfect. Like China. So, for instance, there yeah, we go. China, Russia, down. and Iran is is trying their best, but yeah, if you shut down the internet, it's hard to spread <laughs> misinformation, or in this case. Correct information. I was going yeah, to say, really, you, but then at that point, you can also spread misinformation oh, by not letting yeah. people spread correct Precisely. information. Yeah, yeah. it's well, dangerous. Well, I mean, that gets yeah, that gets into the nature of because there's there are, oh, I forgot what is that called. There's a there's a set of people who. It's it's a philosophy. It gets into some philosophy, but uh, like anti-realists basically there's something there's a there's a there's a there's a word that comes first but the the cons the con the concept is is that there's no from the perspective of an individual you can't really ever know the truth of anything and from our perspectives there is no actual truth and these are these are kind of the 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 ethical systems that like Mm -hmm. when you go downstream of them they lead to you being able to do anything as long as it serves your political goals right which is why like i i think that these are there's people who've studied this a lot more than me and get into the actual like uh like the logic chains and philosophy for how this stuff works um um have good and bad things to say about it but from Mm -hmm. my perspective it's just completely not useful because if we're going to build a society where people where like it is ethically good for someone to do this sort of thing to spread misinformation according to what their stated political goals then unless everyone has a set agreement on (coughs) what their political goals are which shouldn't be the case in a democracy you end up with a you know a cold war or really a hot war of of disinformation Mm -hmm. being spread that's that would be encouraged by such a society right that would be like the correct way to do it um, and I don't think we're to that point. Like as much as people, as much as people will take stories that are just kind of false and then or or exaggerated and run with them, like both mm-hmm. like Republican and, and Democrat, uh, both sides of like the American political aisle at least will absolutely do that. Any sort of scandal they can get their teeth into, they'll run with it. But I still think that's a. And obviously, in that case, they're more concerned with like how big of a fire they can light rather than the truth of it. But I still think that's a far cry from just straight up. Uh, making things up for your political goals. Like I, I don't think we're quite, we're quite there yet, and I don't mm-hmm. think that people on either side would say that that it's good to do that, regardless of it being polit- political effective, politically effective or not. But anyway, that was a bit of a tangent, but that's where I stand. But on, that's a, on that's the, I mean that's what this whole people. podcast is going to be, right? <laughs> we're just gonna yeah change the name. Oh, have you noticed something weird about this so far? Now, this, having the three of us have a conversation, is yeah. nothing new. We've actually been having this all the time. Wait, and, who are you? And then I've never met you before. Really? Are you <laughs> denying me already? <laughs> keep going, keep yeah. going. Yeah. We're and, just going to mute his mic yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> suddenly, uh, Daniel, you came up with the idea that, hey, like, I mean, we do this already. Why not just record it Yeah. so we can hear ourselves? Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> the reason wasn't us. Three listeners. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what uh, <laughs> I stream. And the, and the only reason I stream is so I can talk to myself and hear myself talk. That's it. Yeah. Fair enough. We have one narcissist among us. But then we have two other people who probably are not. I, I can't speak for Daniel. I can only speak for myself. Yeah, I'll be a narcissist if I want to. Thank <laughs> you very much. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, based on what you were saying, I was actually just looking this up. Now, remember the name Pravda? Yeah. yeah the Russian state media? The yeah. Russian state media. It, it was actually almost like a, I don't want to call it a ministry of truth. It was, it was straight up like Ministry of Propaganda or like Department of Propaganda. Precisely. Was like the, the, tra- the translation. But then the right? word for Pravda means truth. And yet you see how it did the exact opposite. No, it, no, no, no. It, it did exactly what it wanted to do, which was <laughs> spread the truth according to what ser- that served their political goals, right? Mm-hmm. But then uh, in that case, th- that is not the truth. Because I, I believe when we say truth, uh, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say I, I believe. I, I want it to be factual. I want it to be <laughs> is this something standard. Because yeah. the moment I say I believe, then it means, okay, is what you're saying you're, true? But see, what but you're talking about is say truth. the truth. Yeah. But what, truth. If, what if you don't believe that there is such a thing as the truth? There's just truths. Right. You, yeah, there every is person the has, their, that the has their own decides. truth. So that's right. So, like, it's a, if the tree, if the tree falls and there's no one there to hear it, did it really fall? The tree's right? still dead, so it doesn't the matter. Truth, one would argue that the you know the biological, the natural truth is that the tree has fallen and it's beginning to to decompose and there's worms crawling through it and everything. But 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 the your your state of information has not changed. So right, that's like quote unquote your truth hasn't mm-hmm. changed at all. Um, and that's why I think we should, you know, think about everything in terms of like probability distributions. Just go oh, full Bayesian with it. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is now the real, the real uh, meaning behind the podcast arises. But, but that's the that's the irony of it, right? Is that like, or that's the interesting thing about it is that one, if, if you, I, if you view like there's 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 a whole lot of like utilitarians online who like to do this like utilitarian Bayesian way of like looking at reality, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of value to it as far as making decisions and that sort of thing for for businesses for personal uh, decisions and that sort of thing. But I think that while people should probably make decisions in that way, I think that's like <laughs> I think it's probably a very good thing to do. We can go into that more depth at some point, but um, I, I don't think that we should organize society in such a way where people are just going to make things up and think that that is the correct thing to do, right? Because then mm-hmm. we just, it, it, it's like, it's like you, the whole, it's kind of like with, with sociopaths. Like I've read, uh, like I've read, I've done some reading about like sociopaths, like people who can feel empathy for other people, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's this whole trope from Hollywood movies that sociopaths are these people who are like, they're going to be, you know, the heads of corporations and they're going to be the people in power <laughs> because they're not afraid to just like stab everyone in the back yeah. and just mm-hmm. do away with their enemies. So what, in real life, it turns out that these people like often are not very successful because as you rise through social ranks in life and as you even just you engage in social situations with other people it's actually very easy for people to pick out when somebody is just being completely not faithful in anything like oh, they say oh right? yeah for sure like, and they, then they just cut them off yeah like, yeah they, they get cut off they they often will do like a lot of like short-term betrayals like stealing like like mm-hmm. um you know throwing people under the bus at a job or so like there's a lot of things like that and that happens enough people tend to get kind of ousted socially it, exactly yes yeah. and so what you find is that that's like that's actually what what happens to these people um oh commonly and not that there's not that there's like not that not that being that way is morally bad but but the the, the lack of empathy tends to make them not as successful like like mm-hmm. socialization play socializing plays like a huge role in, in people's lives and doing that correctly requires at least some base level of empathy and i think mm-hmm. any sort of society where you're like 
I am going to arbitrarily re rewrite the truth, yeah. right? I'm going to make my truth has to be the truth mm -hmm. or the truth that serves my political aims. I just think that makes that, that incentivizes everyone to be, behave sociopathically, right? To mm -hmm. at least yeah. when you have some sort of actual truth, and I think that's like what a lot of science is really engaged with, right? And I think the difference between the hard science and the soft science is I think both of them are seeking truth. I yeah. just think that the the hard sciences, it's actually, they're, they're, they're working with more simple systems or they're working with systems that you're actually able to get to the, get to simple answer. situations. Yeah. You're able to control for variables. Yeah. Essentially, mm -hmm. you're able to control for variables and get meaningful conclusions. The soft sciences, um, I don't know, people tend to throw economics back and forth. Leftists will say economics is not even a science and right-wingers will say it's a hard science, but uh -huh. uh, I think that it's probably a soft science because it's. I think yeah, it's too complicated. To I was going to say for yeah. things, and I think that's like. I don't think that's a controversial view. I think like a, a lot of like most reasonable people would agree with that. Um, but that's just because it's not because you can't engage with it scientifically and you can't seek truth out of these really complicated systems. It's just because it's really hard to run an economics experiment on a societal level where you're able to like control yeah. variables. Yeah, so. of course you can. Mao did it in China. <laughs> All right, Stalin All right. did it. Uh, oh no, but that wasn't that wasn't an experiment. You get, you, so you but, have a society. Like the settling of the United States was literally called the American experiment. But it wasn't an experiment because we don't have a control, <laughs> right? That's the. You, it's it's it's. Well, if we're looking at the multiverse here, there was a version <laughs> where. <laughs> but we can't sample from that. We can't sample. We can't get data so. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the problem with some of these things, I, I really like what you said that there is a soft science and there is a hard science. Personally, I like to think of it as like objective truth and uh, like. Well, well, it's objective truth to well, some extent. It's what we we can measure is the thing. Okay. It's. I feel like we have a much more, like, we're much more precise with our measurements in hard sciences, whereas soft sciences, there's too many variables to account yeah. for. Like, yeah. with anything with, like, psychology or sociology that involves the brain, the brain is True. too complex. We can't, we can't Measure understand everything. everything, yeah, and all the factors that go into it. Yeah. And so, and Fair the same enough. thing, like, we can, we can regard to economics. I mean, it's the state of the entire world's economy, like... Yeah, it's, I, I, I think that, like... By saying that, I, I kind of want to push back behind some of the, the ideas that are behind exactly what you just said, Emmanuel, because I I think that they're, like, the misconception is that, like, the soft sciences, like, as people in the hard sciences are doing real science, people in the soft sciences should be laughed at because their field is bad. Like, I, mean, I, I don't think I, so. I, I, no, I, I'm sorry. Like, with inflation, you're feeling the soft science. <laughs> I... I and, uh, but yeah, but the, the, I think whether the bank, uh, the central bank, should buy more bonds or sell more, yeah. it affects us a lot. Oh, and we yeah, feel yeah, it now. But, yeah, but the right because the, the claim that the claim that's made is that if, if economics is fake, if yeah. you can't get if there's no objective truth and economists are all just making it up, um, then uh, then you know like the central bank's decisions are in fact just made to enrich. <laughs> like a few like wealthy people or to do whatever right and uh -huh. and people will claim all sorts of things about these things yeah i, I think sure. that the like I, I think that economics is like a very valuable thing but it's 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 if i'm going to do basic science what's called basic science in biology where i'm going to like make a very simple experiment and it, by simple it could be very common we could be doing with like really complicated systems here but you're able to get down and down and down below a lot of the levels of difficulty and get it to down to something very simple and you run the experiment and then I can do my little test to see, you know, is this is this set um, in my control group statistically significantly different from my, my, my experimental group, mm -hmm. right? Um, or 
something, you know, the experience became more complicated than that, obviously. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but that's base. That's, like, what you're getting down to. And the problem yeah. is, in, like, psychology and economics, you really, there's so many confounding variables, mm-hmm. and it's way too complicated to, like, do that sort of thing. You can try to, yeah. but a lot of the papers that 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 do things like that, it's like you'll see this in psychology a lot. Like, you'll have a paper, and, and they'll say, okay, you know, here's my control group, here's my experimental group. We were able to get a significant difference here, and now I'm going to write four paragraphs in my discussion about <laughs> why this probably doesn't mean anything. But mm-hmm. then the name of the paper is still going to be, hey, this thing is real, and that's why you get all these results that are like not replicable because there's there's too many variables that are unaccounted for. Yeah. That's one of the reasons, anyway. But and and it's it, it's interesting thinking about it now because I mean, like even looking at like cellular biology, like even there, there is a huge amount of variables we can't account for. Uh, I mean, even like at the atomic level, like we have no idea if things are exactly the same going across the whole way. Like there's so much we still don't know and understand. Yeah. Um, but when you get into like uh, things dealing with people, like you're up in the level, so you have all that not sure understandings about the the cellular level and the and the atomic level and now you have misunderstandings about how the brain functions and how humans function and then when you go into economics it's interactions between humans and it it just builds on the the things we can't fully understand and measure which is why daniel you're talking about probability distributions we can still model them well, it's not even modeling it, but it's like if you if you really think about it, that's how everybody makes decisions, right? If yeah. you're figuring oh, yeah. out, am I going to lock my door tonight, right? You're, you're <laughs> dealing with some sort of you know state of belief, some probability distribution of like, how likely am I that someone's going to break into my house and well, steal do all my I have stuff? Anything tonight? worth stealing to begin with? There, well, the, that's, <laughs> so now we are now we are updating our prior distribution based on some data, <laughs> yeah, right? No, we're, yeah. we're, we're getting some, but yeah, yeah I think that's like that's. There's, there's two ways that I like to think about the human brain. One is like the way that we interact with the world is going to be like a Bayesian model where we're constantly yeah. getting in data and we're updating our state of belief about different things. And the other way is the human brain. This is more of the truth about like how our brain actually works, but it's a machine learning algorithm. We're not actually updating priors or, or I guess you could say that the both are correct, right? You're running some yeah. neural net with a... With a uh, with a Bayesian model on one end of it, basically, yeah. but but because because human brains are really just machine learning algorithms. That's like why sure. babies suck at everything and then gradually get better because they they practice doing it over and over and over again and gradually yeah. learn it. I mean, well, actually, I mean, neural machine learning algorithms are human brains. Human brain. now, yeah, I was yeah. going to say it's not the other way around. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the brains came first, and then we built the machine. Well, learning. well, specifically neural. Unless you believe right, in aliens. Please let's not move this conversation to whether aliens exist or not. The, the, the algorithm. Oh, well, we can. Like, we can say. Cause <laughs> stick to truth. There's We're talking about truth, then. Okay. Yes. So okay. here, I'll plug. There's a, yeah. there's a book um, okay. that it's actually gotten kind of like people have been. It's kind of big in, in sci-fi. I think it won one of the big sci-fi awards. And it's it was uh, it's it's called The Three-Body Problem. I don't know. Are you guys familiar I, with the physics of yes. the three-body problem? Yes. It's uh, by, by Xin Lu, I think. Uh, and uh, he... The, it's a really, really fantastic book. It's actually a trilogy, and I haven't read the next two. But essentially, it, it takes place back in back in uh, before uh, 
before I think before Deng Xiaoping's time. But but anyway, it was it was a very um, back when when China was still going through the Cultural Revolution basically and was going through like another uh, like big civil war. And there was all these different factions and academics were getting were getting beaten to death and and their property were seized and they were chopping down uh, these all the forests and there's like a huge amount of it. Anyway, there's a lot of bad stuff happening and. During this time period, the the concept of the book is basically that uh, during this time period and then and then later on, aliens get discovered, and then the kind of the concept. One of the things that like plays a theme in the book is like, okay, uh, you know what is the how are we going to interact with like the truth of the truth of aliens and what are the especially like and how it pertains to your political goals, right? But one of, one of the crazy things that he does in that book... Um, no, wait, no. This will spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Okay, we're not doing I'm that. I'm sorry. Let me interrupt you. Now, yeah. the three-body problem that I know of yes. is about orbital mechanics. Yes. yes. Is that oh, the same three-body problem I, I, did, I did a bad job. I didn't actually tell you why that's I relevant. I just did a bad yes, thing. The, so so this I'm wondering how that's related to this the This doesn't novel. spoil anything. Okay. The, the concept, one of the alien species in his books... They okay. live in a world. They live on a world that has three suns. Okay. So that's the okay. and, and and one of the th- one of the th- constant themes is like in the book is figuring out a a mathematical like a solution to the three body problem, yeah. or a sufficiently close solution because it's like not actually, it's, <laughs> it's not solved. Yeah. But yeah, um, that that's like plays a big theme in the book. So it's one of, it's one of those books that's great for people like us. You can get a lot of interesting mathematical stuff mm-hmm. as well as like uh, if you're into that thing. But yeah, fun as well. Anyway. That talking about like the truth of things and and all that sort of thing, it's not just a random tangent. I, I think it, it, it ties back into into very well going through like uh, when we talk about misinformation or we talk about responsible platforming. Like mm-hmm. how it, when we're talking to people, we're putting out information. One, like how good of a job do we need to do to make sure that like the information we're getting is correct obviously if we're we're putting out information on a public platform you would expect that we would do a better job than if i'm just going to say hey man i heard about like i heard about this thing that happened that might be true right like obviously mm-hmm. there's different levels there of like but then we get to the point of like <clears throat> what should we consider the truth when we talk about these things right like, what sort of what sort of system like so uh, I think this makes actually an interesting question so like Paul like how do you define what would you consider a true event like if you had to give if I if, if I made you give me a definition for like what a true event is in real life what would you say that is I would probably say There are so many different ways I could go with this. True. Uh, <laughs> is it? Uh, I think... I'm pretty sure it's just your opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bro. It, I think it would have to be an event for which the majority of the people who could have experienced it... Uh, agree on occurring because because in the end it has to it has to do with because if people aren't there then it if you're listening to this podcast daniel and i are winning right now please continue or what 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 did you say we are winning right now oh wincing yeah wincing what I, well, I, no, we just want you to finish, please, Lang. <laughs> I mean, of course. No, so, yeah. so, 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 I'm not wincing in the sense that, like, 
it's bad, but I'm like, no, no, it's, that's yeah. really complicated. Like, you went yeah, way, you reached for, like, the meta definition of, like... Well, I'm, 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 well, it's, it's, I'm not, like, it's not a criticism. Yeah, I was because like definition. in terms of like, well, it's the real truth. Well, it's like, like I said, like there are so many things we can account for, and Absolutely. it's like yeah. in the end, it you can only count on the the recordings or the 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 perspective of people who were there. Because yeah. I mean, it, like you you think of like you know, is our world a uh, a simulation? Like are all think or there's a there's a theory. I don't remember who whose theory this is but that like there is no past like everything is just like was created right now like the memories of before don't exist recordings of things before were made right now and it's like for all we know that could be the case um and it's only when you're experiencing things that you know for sure that is something that that is currently occurring okay and so without people's experiences i mean we i would like to assume that most recordings i mean obviously you can fake things and whatnot but i i don't have this belief that we're in a simulation so like i would also say like recordings of events occurring like are enough to to help give truths or if there's significant evidence based on other truths then that is also like to be clear if we are in a simulation well we're simulating physics in which time and entropy both exist uh, seem to exist. So uh, mm. even if it's simulated, I feel like we're still simulating an accurate past, or like we're we're still simulating events in the past in order for the future to happen, right? Well, yes, but we could say we could pause the simulation at some point, sure. rewind ten seconds and start it from there. Yeah, and then technically the simulation is we're now running it from this point. We didn't simulate the. Well, I guess we did simulate well, the, everything that maybe happened if before. You, I mean, if 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 you pause it, then you could just there could be. You, you could right. You could just have some sort of like divergence of the universes or whatever, right? Like that's, yeah. that. Because <laughs> the okay. Here's the way on that topic. Small tangent. Yeah. I get really annoyed when people do the thing of like, hey, I read in some book or heard in some movie that like every time I make a decision, there's a universe where I did and a universe where I didn't, and that's like that's like how the splitting of the multiverse works. That is absolutely nonsense <laughs> and false. The reason so okay. So this is, I, I used to get into this with, like, debating people about free will back in, like, high school. Like, mm-hmm. so the concept of free will, like, when we talk about it, is, like, I have the ability to make any decision at any point in time. Like, I have the freedom to make this decision. And because, and then getting into, like, the multiverse thing is, like, where, well, I could have made a different decision there, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. actually there's a universe where I did and I, where I didn't. And that's, like, people think about it, like, oh, man, there's a universe where I... I, I decided to drop out of school and become a musician and full-time and do all this other stuff, mm-hmm. right? And that's like, there's like an actual me out there. That's not true at all because <laughs> the way that people work is like... That's just trying if, to excuse if, your bad decision. Oh, <laughs> uh, I really... Yeah, yeah, I really wish I dropped out of school and uh, got and a, became a musician. There's a you are, the richest <laughs> man. Like, if all possible but, possibilities but, exist, there's a universe point, where you but are. But my point is that it's not... A, that's yeah. not a possibility. The possibility, that alternate <laughs> universe could exist, but it can't be based on that decision and the reason is is that if I were to rewind time a million times to go back to that moment that state my information state is the same and my brain is the same right so if if everything is the same I'm going to make that always same, make that I'm always going to make the same decision so the world is predetermined and there is no free the will the world is so well that but that's my point <laughs> is that like people I don't think people like understand 
free will. Because there, uh, there yeah. is free will in the sense that you're able to make the decision, but you're never going to make a different decision. You will always make Given yeah. that the information state is the same. Now, there are, like, all, like, splitting universes and that stuff, that, those are reasonable things to talk about both in physics and in reality because there are random things that happen. Like, at any moment in space, there are, uh, like, particles and antiparticles constantly spawning and annihilating each other. That seems to be random. There's a lot of truly random things that happen to do with, um... Uh, like quantum mechanics and that sort of thing. When you get really small, there's a ton of random stuff. So there is randomness in the universe. But me making a decision is never going to change, given that the things like, right, once again, the, the Bayesian decision thing, right? Given that my, my, my probability distribution is the same, uh, we don't actually behave probabilistically. You're going to take your expectation value of that, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to say, this is the decision that I'm making. And it's going to be the same every time. So small tension on that, because that really annoys me. And like every every movie that I've seen or like when people oh, yeah, talk about that, that yeah. and they, they t that, that's like a really common thing so now that I'm on a public platform I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to spell that however if it annoys the heck I, out of well, me well yeah what's up yeah. no yeah I, well there are still example? well no I was just gonna say there are just there are so many things out of our control that could potentially be to some extent random that we don't understand that could have yeah. influenced maybe I my foot would have stepped one centimeter further in this step based on if these yep. atoms were aligned in some sort And that's certain... completely true, right? Yes. yes. I could have I could have not stepped out of the way in time and gotten hit by a car and I'd actually and I'd actually be dead. But that's not a decision, right? Like yeah, no, oh yeah, no, yeah. Like the, well it's yes, yeah, it's yeah, not it, you could make a decision not to walk, but if you go back in time you're never going to make that decision differently. Yeah. So that, 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 yeah, so, 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 so it's a weird you gotta saying, think about it differently. Yeah, based What's on up? what you're saying about probability distributions yeah. and about everything being Bayesian, uh, yeah. not everything, loosely speaking, yeah. it can be said that you would most likely end up, even though, like, based on what Paul was saying, that it would not necessarily be predetermined that maybe you'd end up, if we could rewind time, that yeah. you'd end up sitting exactly here. You might be here, but you might be sitting there. Well, You are still in the same, like, well, in no, a, like, I, like, I, like what you were saying. So, you, you, given that the information, everything you know yeah. is the same, you're yeah. going to end up making... Almost the same decisions, very similar decisions. So you probably end up. You know, I'm going to make so. Well, that gets into it. That get that, this gets into all sort of the fallacies with all the different time travel movies and, and things like that out yep. there, right? Like like, so the only thing I'm saying is that if I were to go back in time, or, or it's not even time, if we were round time, it, okay, here, given a set information state and given that I am the same, mm -hmm. I'm going to make the same decision every time. But, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, if we rebound time and let it go forward, um, that the information would state exactly would be the same. The same. Because yes. there could be small random things that happen. That would then cause you to make a different choice. The subatomic choice. level. Yes. Yeah. So, like, when, when, when we're talking about, like, predicting the future, that gets into all sort of... Um, that gets into like chaos and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. right? Where it's not it's not truly random, but it's sufficiently complicated to seem random and that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. So so yeah, it's like impossible to predict that I would be in the same location. But given that everything's the same, I would make the same choices. It's like the only point that I make. Yes, those two things are like conflated sometimes. Yeah. Um, anyway, just like anyway, the chaotic system. <laughs> anyway, truth. The distribution yeah. will still be the same. Anyway, truth. Um, so, <laughs> what is a truth? Uh, yeah, I gave yeah, my opinion, truth. which... No, so, so, but uh, yeah, so I, I wanted to... So, coming back to that, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to push back a little bit, just because I... When I say, like, I think what I would say is, when I say a true event, I think mm -hmm. I would just say, well, it's an event that actually happened. Regardless okay. of whether someone observed it or not. It's an event that... So, so like, I would be positing there strongly that, like, 
if the tree falls and nobody hears it, the it's tree still, still fell. fell. It's a true event. That event well, actually I mean, happened. Well, then we can get look at Schrodinger's cat. And but that's but that's so but that's subatomic, right? That that only applies when we're talking about micro. Well, we don't things. know because we don't know if things that no organism, like for example, there's there's theories that like even rocks and like non uh, sentient yeah. things and non living things can well, perceive things, and that's the whole idea behind. Schrodinger's cat and stuff is like that. As long as something is perceiving something, yeah. Then, so so well, but so when when it was discovered and proven that everything has you know the 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 wave particle duality. Mm-hmm. Um. So so like for instance, I have a a I am both like made up of particles and made up of waves. The thing is, my de Broglie wavelength is like. Uh, I'm not going to give a number because it's been way too long since I took classes related to this, but it's really, really, really small, right? Like mm-hmm. my, my, the uncertainty surrounding like my position or the position of all of my, my atoms and everything is like so small that it's not going to make any difference. And this is true for all like macroscopic things. Mm-hmm. And the reason that like all the Schrodinger stuff comes into play, the, that, that's like a metaphor for when you're looking at something subatomic, for instance, like the position of an electron in a, in an, that's what we call it, like an electron cloud going around like an atom. Uh, and uh, you subject that to observation, the waveform collapses and all of a sudden it's forced to take a position. But without being forced to take a position, the electron is perfectly happy occupying every space simultaneously until you force it to pick one, basically. And uh, I, I think that, like, in uh, the problem with, like, the rock is that the rock is is not occupying all these different spaces simultaneously. Even if no one sees it, it's still occupying this space with probability one. Right, like the, there's no there's no uncertainty surrounding that. So yeah. now now you get into like okay, well maybe if nobody's observing it, maybe the rock does flutter around. But there's nothing in physics to suggest that there's uncertainty with regards to its position. So I know it's like it's like a little bit of a different way of, of looking at it because philosophically, one would say yeah, but but how do we know? Right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, that's like, the whole. Like, but how do we know? Um, and that's why where I would rely on like physics and projection. Like, given that I have some data about its position, given that I, I I can forecast its position relatively well into the future, and my 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 like, I'm going to be very very confident about about its position, right? So I because that's like I think that's the data science is like the only way we can engage with the world. Like I'm, I'm fully convinced that <laughs> like within reason, like that's the only way we can engage with the world. I think that what if you think about things exactly. purely philosophically. <laughs> I mean, I think you can have, like, a philosophy of probability, like a philosophy of statistics, right? But, like, if you engage with things only philosophically, you end up getting yourself into these crazy wormholes, right? Of, like, well, given that this thing is... Given that I don't know the rock exists, like, does it even exist? So, I don't know. I would posit a strong truth of, like, I think that things exist exist, but I know that there's, like, okay, a lot so of different ways you can push back at that. No, so that's my definition of a true event that <laughs> actually event. happened. Not is truth as a concept. Not truth as a concept, yeah. Okay. Truth as a concept is, is going to get, like... Getting some feedback on the mic. Earlier. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, I don't know if you're hearing any, like, buzzing or anything going on. I'm just hearing a little bit of buzzing. But okay. it's just a weaker version of the buzz that I heard when I was plugged okay. into the, the big I'm, guy. I'm hearing some. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be super horrible, but, like, it is... Oh, it might also just be my headset, maybe? No, I'm hearing so. it. I'm definitely you are? hearing okay. it. Okay. Oh no, it's like there's like a, a a noticeable static on my end. I don't know where it's coming from. Though. I don't know what that. I don't know means. what I can do, uh, unfortunately. But I just thought I would 
Oh, it just got significantly. Oh, move forward again. Lean forward. Did it get worse? Yep, there it is. Oh, I can hear is it you now. Is breathing? I don't know if it's interference. Static from my hair. <laughs> no, it's. I think it's. <clears throat> oh, it could be. Try no, the other. No, no. It might be the cord of your. I don't know. Something. Yeah, something was. Could be maybe something rubbing together. So I, I have no idea. Something's not hearing it anymore. So I don't know. Oh, I just got. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be what it's going to be, but I just thought I'd be. let you know. Sorry. So interesting, while we're speaking about this, I was just like, okay, let me Google and see what the definition of truth is out there, at least on the internet. That's not a very good source. Whose definition <laughs> on the internet? <laughs> there are lots truth? of people is on the internet. Is it a true definition? <laughs> oh, gosh. What yeah. did you find? Give us some. Give us something. What you, what you find? Okay, so uh, this one's from Oxford Languages. Oxford so, Dictionary, probably. Probably, probably yeah. yeah. It gives a few which one says the quality of or state of being true, which is very uh, circular. Like you don't define the word truth using the word true. Call it tautology. Yeah. And this one also said that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality, which is very similar to what you were saying yep. about uh, a mm -hmm. true event. I think I would stick with that the second part of it which says that which is in accordance with reality that's how I've always viewed truth yeah but yeah besides well I've often viewed truth in another sense but then if I I mentioned that we're gonna lead to uh, we're gonna end up having religion as part of this discussion which let's reserve that for another day we've already yeah, well, we don't we have can, a lot of time. We can touch on it because because okay. you haven't given an answer to the question yet. So if true. that plays into you haven't told us like what you would think of this being true is so or a true event. What's a true event that actually happened? For well, me, yeah, I'll just define what is true. Okay. We've often had this discussion, not probably not on this podcast so far, where. My worldview is shaped by, or should I say, my, my ethics are all shaped by my worldview, and everything else flows from that. So my definition is also going to flow from that to some extent. Now, I don't know if I should say that on a podcast, like we just talked about, um, what was the word? Platforming, responsible platforming. Responsible platforming. Now this is me. No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not saying anything that is dangerous out there. But I'm just like thinking of how uh, the audience will probably receive it. We don't. Have, we don't even have an audience. We don't even so have don't an audience. About it. You're just talking to me. You're just talking to me, and Paul. Yeah. What, what's what's up? What's up? What Except do you think? twenty years from now, it's being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be shot. But is that recording people. real? Who knows? True. <laughs> what is true? It's deep fake. It's deep fake. There. Okay. That's, I that's, mean, deep fakes can do some crazy but things. That's actually nowadays. everyone's everyone's thing now. Is whenever a politician has something come out, they just say oh, the yeah. videos, deep, videos deep faked, <laughs> the audio's deep faked, everything's yeah. faked. Okay. What were you saying? So I would define truth as because of my worldview as a Christian. I define truth as whatever is consistent with the word of God or consistent with reality. All right, so you're saying the word of God and, and when you say the word of different God, things? No, they are often they would often align. But That's sometimes true. you're just you're just causing you're just trying know, to start it, a fire. It's just like there are some things in there that cannot be observed in reality, which is the reason why I would say or. Sure. Sure. And neither should contradict. 
Yes, yes. So, so, so there's reality, and then there's everything you can't observe, and your only yeah. guide for that would be the word of God, w- Would right? be the so, word of God. So sure. my, my uh, definition of truth is anything that conforms with reality. And then for the things that cannot be observed in reality... No, I base truth on what God's yeah with, with that with that explanation. No, I think that's that's a, a that's a good way to put it. I think that succinctly probably describes like like what you're talking about. Um, and so that's the reason why I'm in the sciences, where sometimes <laughs> people go like, "Well, religious people don't believe the science." That is very well, not true. Okay, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. That oh, well, maybe I, I don't speak for all religious people. Yeah. I don't speak for all Christians. Cause... I don't speak for all, all religious people. I made... Hopefully, my world be aligned with. What I claim to believe. I fixed that mistake a long time ago when there was a there was a there was a young woman who I was uh, flirting with, and I made the mistake of saying, "Oh, nobody's actually believes the the Earth is like two thousand years old or four thousand years old." And then she turned out to be a young Earth creationist, so I kind of shot myself in the foot with that one. But slang <laughs> came off as very very rude, uh, so I never assume anything anymore. But how how old do you think the Earth is, Manuel? I don't know. Do you think it's really... Sorry. Do you think it's more than 4,000 years old? Do you, do you think that radiocarbon dating is, a, is real? Is true? Okay, there we go. That's like... That. It's, it's very well, possible. So, but that's, that's kind of the, the, the split, right? Is there are people who would believe... Who would take... Like, like biblical extreme literists, literalists, mm-hmm. right? Would, would interpret the word of God when it, when it conflicts with... Um, you know, when it conflicts with a result, a pretty well-founded result from science, yeah. would choose the Bible over that. So that kind of gets into like, because there, because there are conflicts, right? I wouldn't say there are. You wouldn't. Now, so based on that, okay. so it's interesting. I, okay. I've actually been reading for like the past few days, reading like the story of creation. Sure. And there is some account of creation in Genesis in, in the Bible. And it doesn't give specific timelines yeah. to which these events happen. Yeah. Except people go like, oh, like try to, uh, oh, what's the word? Impose what they think was the timeline. Yeah. Now, what we do have is, uh, or what I saw over there was uh, the, the ages of certain people given. And then based on that, some people try to extrapolate and say that, okay, if this is the case, then the Earth should be this old. But it doesn't say anything about how old the Earth is. Mm-hmm. And um, moving on from there, what I can say is the Bible does agree with what we have in terms of um, historical records of human like when humans started recording history mm-hmm. and we don't have any earlier uh, any history recorded pre is it like the earliest history we have record like human history we have like tablets and like yep. things found might be say is it 6000 years about yeah. we, we're we're and, getting up to like 10000 BC we have a relatively good idea of what people were doing around then no no i'm talking but, about recorded like recorded history yeah yeah but i'm i'm stretching that definition yeah. because there's we're finding more and more stuff but, but yeah as far as as far as like actual like people like clay tablets writing like, and stuff yeah, it's going to be writing yeah, yeah all of that like i've been looking at these stuff it, the earliest is from uh the no, that's not the New Assyrian. It was from the Assyrian Empire. I think the New Assyrian Empire was uh, the more recent one, 
when I say recent, I don't mean anything. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes, yes, relatively. Yes, yeah, I think the New Assyrian Empire was uh, four thousand years ago, I believe. Yeah, but that is so. The the first Assyrian Empire that was about six thousand years ago. Now, now this is something uh, about roughly about six thousand years ago, and they were the. the uh, historical records that have been found, like actual written history, be it uh, on clay tablets and all that, was from their time. Although they reference events that they claim were about maybe 5,000 years prior to their time, yeah. and maybe 10,000 years. And so we have stuff like that, but the earliest written history, and also like the earliest written history that the Bible has, is from about 6,000 years ago. So that is pretty consistent. The Bible doesn't say anything about how old the earth is. And so I wouldn't push that. Because of that, I would, like I said, I only uh, hold to be true yeah. what either conforms, what conforms with reality. The things that we cannot get with reality, I go to the Bible as a source. And carbon dating has actually verified a lot of these stuff. Like yeah. uh, biblical scrolls that were found were like, have been verified by carbon dating. Like the times that we think roughly that they were written were actually confirmed by carbon dating. Now, to reject science and to believe that, yeah, science verified this, so, that would be holding double standards. So, from what I can see, there, there was a... From, from 1701 onwards, including in the authorized King James Version, there was a chronology where the Earth was created in 4004 BC with a specific date is written in something called the Usher chronologies. I don't know what that is, but apparently it was included in a lot of Bibles from like 1700 on. So, so there, so, mm -hmm. and that would get into, we would get into a discussion about like, which Bible are we reading, right? Or which one accurately displays the word of God. Can I jump on that? Sure. Now, what they would often say the earth is 4,000 years ago. So, um, the creation story in the Bible says, and Anyone listening can verify this. It starts in the beginning. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. doesn't say anything about when that was done. Mm -hmm. And then it says, on day one, this happened. On day two, this happened. Yeah. Now, it's actually been a discussion among like theologians for a long time, which I'm not going to get into it because I'm not a theologian, yeah. about what on day one, whether that means literally one day. Yeah. Because there's been times when in the Bible it's, been, uh, it's recorded that uh, a day is like a thousand years to God and a thousand years is like a day. And so we're like, okay, theologians have been at it where they're like, what does the one day actually mean? Mm -hmm. But like I said, when you count the, the years from the earliest man, which is Adam in the Bible, which I'm sure you all know that. Mm -hmm. When you count those years, mm -hmm. it counts them back to about, that's where you would say about 4,000 BC roughly which actually coincides with the earliest written history that we have, mm -hmm. which is like 6,000 years from now because it's been 2,000 years, 4,000 years, which is about 6,000, yep. which is the reason why I would say that, which is the reason why I mentioned earlier. And like you can roll this tape back yep. and see what I said. I said the earliest written history that we have is from about sure. 6,000 years ago. The beginning said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yep. We don't know how long that period was. Yep. And then it goes on to talk about on day one, he created he created this. On day two, he created that. So for anyone to put a specific timeline on that first part, which is in the beginning, God created the heavens yep. and the earth, I would say it's being unfaithful to the text. Okay. Sure. So yeah, that's and that's and that's fine. I, I just wanted to kind of get a get an idea of where you where you sit on that. So yeah. we'll have to have a yeah. <laughs> we'll have to have a an earth uh, Christian apologism yeah. earth thing at some I'm point. A big history fan to to reject carbon dating that 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 would break down everything that I hold. 
Oh. <laughs> I'm going to fall out of my chair. Um, okay. Please go silent for a minute. Yeah, I, I, I think that's... So, so can you give us an example, Emmanuel? Last, last thing on this. Um, can you give us an example of of something that is purely in the realm of the Word of God and not? Uh, <sighs> actually, I can do one. Okay. Do you believe in heaven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so that would be an example of something that is unless unless you have a, like a very complicated. Christian apologist way of like constructing heaven out of something we've observed in real life. Would, would, would you say that that is something that is purely in the realm of the word of God and not like observable reality? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, so that, so the right, so that's, so, that, that's something where I think that your truth quote unquote, or what you would accept as truth differs from, from, Paul, Paul's and I. Paul, do you have any truths or what you would accept as truth or believe, I guess, what would you believe is true that are outside observable reality? You said you don't believe in simulations. Despite yeah, the yeah. fact that, 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 that our, the outside of our universe is likely similar to the outside of a black hole and encodes the information on a 2D surface that exists in our 3 or you know 12-dimensional reality. So despite all that evidence, you don't believe we're in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't believe we're in a simulation. Um, I don't think, honestly, like, I don't, and it's it's very interesting you bring this up because as of recently, I've been kind of going through like existential crises of like what what do I believe? What do I want to do with my life? Do nice. I know anything? And like, nice. because I'm such a factual person, it's very hard for me because it's like I feel like with most things involving humans. It's like there is no, there is no innate, like, this is, like, do we know, like, is there fate? Is there destiny? Yep. Is love even real? Like, I, I don't when, know. When you say you're a you factual person. I, I hope she's not listening. I do not. <laughs> Yikes. He did. Are you denying Wait that? I, no, no, he, no, he, I they, did. They I do not have a girlfriend. Okay. They split, so. Uh, tactful. Very tactful, Emmanuel. I, <laughs> That's right, ladies. Oh, wow. I'm single and ready to mingle. <laughs> Give me a call. Oh, I just screamed that into the mic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay. It was good. You should have um, told me this wh- before I brought it up. Yeah, uh, whatever. Platform. I mean, it's not the end it's of the world. Clearly, he's, he's not crying. Well, <laughs> he's totally crying over there. Uh, Paul, so what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean when you say you're a factual person? Like, I... Because people will tell me they're factual people and then go on to tell me about the magic of crystals and stuff like that. <laughs> so, so what do you mean when you say yeah, you're a I, I, I don't... Oh, I have a, an ex with a history of crystals, too. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I... I and it, it, it goes back to how do we define facts? How do we define truth? I mean, it's all, yeah. I feel like it's all just a giant circle. No, but, but um, what did you mean when you said that, right? Yeah, like, what, I meant... But even that, like, I'm struggling... Like, I like in my life to I like to have a reason for doing the things I do okay and with think like 
like for example, even if it's something that like I know it's not like going to further my uh, purpose in life, or but then again, like yeah. what is a purpose in life? Like, do we just be happy? Is it about self gratification instantly? Is it about? Um, but I like to I like to have some sort of justification for most of the things I do, sure. and I like to try to as much as possible uh, look into what could be quote unquote the correct justification. So yeah. like, for example, like if I were to become a, a father one day, what would be quote unquote the best way to raise my kids? Would doing it this way cause certain things to happen? Would doing it that way cause certain yeah, things yeah. to happen? And the fact that I, I, like we, there's probably some studies on it, but there's so much that can't be known about that sure. because it's just too, there's too many variables back to sure. our very first conversation. Yes. Um, and it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. So, so, so you would say by factual, you'd say that you you strive to live like an evidence based existence as much as be, I as much as a person can. Yeah, obviously yeah. nobody can do that. Nobody can do that perfectly. But so, that, and that's what I would mean because when we talk about science, we say like evidence based, like like science. Like we're not mm-hmm. talking about we're getting the truth, but we're talking about we're getting evidence for for the yes, truth, yeah. right? Or or we're getting testable, experimentally like testable valid. Val- validatable evidence um okay so here's like i've definitely i think everyone has regardless mm-hmm. of where you're where you're pulling your 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 kind of i don't know how you structure your mind how you, i think everyone's gone through these sorts of periods um i i, I know i have um i i think that so i kind of did like a, a mapping later and i know that i'm sure there's like a lot of serious philosophers who would argue with me on this about how i'm setting things up but i think this is probably like the best way that I've seen of setting up kind of like a, a hierarchy of, of how we should lay out. So, so the way that I have it done is at the, at the, the, the most basic level are like values. So it's what do I value? What do I hold to be valuable? And this is the kind of thing that it's like if you, you've lost, you've lost everything in your life. You have nothing else to base it on. Maybe you're a newborn baby. You have nothing. You can still, you can define your values, and that would be equivalent to, like, our mathematical axioms, right? Like, I believe this thing is good, or I believe, um, sorry, not I believe this thing is good. Um, These are the things that I hold to be valuable, whether they are, like, metaphysical concepts or something else. Um, Then we have morals, which would be based on my values, what is good, what is bad. And the difference here would be that values are context-independent and that morals would be context-specific. So given your values, you can then decide... Uh, is it good or is it bad to for a certain thing to happen? Is it good for people to starve or is it bad for people to starve, right? Yeah. Then ethics on top of that, based on my morals, what is right and is what is wrong? Is it right for me to stop giving these people food? Is it wrong for me to stop giving these people food? Like on the, like the very basic, right? And these can build up into these very, very complicated webs. Um, I would say that ethics are much stronger than morals. They represent prescriptions. Morals are simply going to be value judgments that are context-specific on like situations. Um, there's like a lot of alternate ways of formulating this. I think this is like the only consistent way that doesn't leave like ethics and morals is basically the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that like politics would be downstream from ethics. So Absolutely. these are based on our ethical prescriptions. Um, these all everything I've said so far, you can sit in your room and you can decide these things for yourself. But as soon as you start trying to organize with other people about these things, you need to have some way of like seeing yourself as a part of broader civilization. Um, and, and that's where I would say th- those would be your po- politics. So like how you kind of organize your thoughts to like how people should do things and how you um, kind of like 
push those out in a society and how you organize with other people around those things. And I would say that laws are the furthest downstream. So those would be the results of like your politics um, or your the, the, the results of politics and mass throughout your society and how those interact with laws. Now, obviously, depending on your, um, well, I guess regardless of your political affiliation, one would agree that, well, now we get into like systems of power and how those might prevent stakeholders in a society from making their politics, uh, you know, become equal to your laws and that sort of thing. And, and, that, and that's a whole discussion as to like, but I feel like when you're viewing yourself as a person, I think this is a really good thing to do. So I think that is, is to like organize your thoughts this way. So I think a lot of people have politics that they got from their parents, they got from their friends, and they have values that they got from their parents um, or they've gone through themselves throughout their lives. But I don't think there's like a linear relationship between these. For like a lot of people, I don't think that the values extend to the morals, extend to the ethics, extend to the politics. I think that like they have the two ends and then they kind of roughly make them meet in the middle. That's why you press people on positions and they're not always able to stretch back to those. So that's something I, I think that like my only recommendation, Paul, would be like when you're really lost, I think you should like think about like, <laughs> what are your values? Like, what do you even care about? What, what, what? Like, and because that's that's hard to give an evidence-based answer for that, yeah. right? And I, and I think that's like one of the things. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of realizing that's actually, that, and no, I won't go into that. But uh, I, I don't, I don't know what I want really in anything. Yeah. I don't know what I believe in. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know most things, I guess. I can give you a Bible if you want. All right. All right. I, yeah, I was going to say a Bible. Okay, it's, it's, that's, I know that's something I don't believe in. Um, yeah. Well, you, you don't... You don't have to believe. You don't, you, don't to, have to. you don't have to believe to accept the word of God and, and live in a way that he would be proud of. It's past my bedtime. No, no, no. <laughs> no not necessarily. I'm just saying I can I, give you a Bible. You can yeah, start no, reading no, it. No. Even though you don't believe it. I mean, you've read the Bible and you don't yes. believe in it. True. I used to be a very religious person once upon a time, actually. Yes. Um, I was involved in youth groups. I was in the uh, praise band. I I was a very religious person once upon a time, and I have stepped away from that because there are many things that I disagree with. That May I ask why? Fair. Or uh, you'd want us to continue outside no, 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 no. I'm, I'm more than happy to... Okay. I don't. I just think uh, religion, to some extent, there is... With the concepts of religion is there has to be some sort of uniformity of, like, if this is the religion, then there there is some sort of rule structure, whether we know it or not. Yeah. You would like to believe there's some kind of basis for things. Yep. And to some extent, you have to have someone discerning that. Um, whether that's, you know, the, the Catholic Church or your individual pastor or whatever the case is. And I think with, uh, with um, opposite of Catholicism, Protestantism, Protestant. like it's much more up for debate. Like set, uh, I know it's not the opposite of Catholicism, but <laughs> yeah, besides the point, I, I saw your face. Loosely speaking, yeah, yeah, But within that. Christianity, it's, it's sure, the it, other it is, yeah. piece of the coin. Um, and I think... I just, I don't know. There are lots of, lots of things. Like, for example, when um, gay rights started to become a much more prevalent uh, conversation in the world, a lot of, uh, at the time at least, and, and this is another piece that kind of goes off of that, but at the time, a lot of uh, religious organizations, specifically um, Christian-based religious organizations, did not support it and did not think it was okay. 
And, and I know it's not the case for all of them, but then that comes down to, well, then who's right? One, one of them has to be right. And so who's discerning who is right? And then also from there, you have, like, for example, in the Catholic Church where the Pope and the, the Church itself discern what is the truth, okay. then later they'll go on and they'll change it. And it's like, well, was it not the truth or were you just wrong? And it's like, well, you can't change things if it is the way it is. Yeah, so I think this is really so. So to I, I, I don't, we don't have quite enough time to, to jump yeah. into that full discussion on that, and I think that's really and we'll have to get into that at some point. But mm-hmm. I think it is interesting that um, Emmanuel. One thing you've expressed to me as like a, a reason that you would want to believe uh, to be Christian or some or or I don't know, I don't know quite how to phrase that. But the reason um, why the, I the am reason Christian. why you you are would yeah. but would be that having that the the sort of the sort of the moral background or, or the values and the, the the morals and then the ethics, like having these things laid out as like an accepted truth is something that you, you value. That was like some, or how did you, because you expressed that in a way that was similar to that before, where like um, you said, and you could say it, you can say it, I don't want to speak for you, but you said yeah. that, yeah. That later was something that I could hold on to. Yeah. At the beginning, like oh, we've had this conversation. Yeah. Paul, I don't think we've ever had this I don't conversation. Think we have, no. But I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so unlike other people, maybe uh, other Christians, I, I it wasn't something that was given to me. It wasn't the way that I was brought up in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact where I come from is predominantly Muslim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I came to faith or or to choose Christianity because of I was a troubled teenager, and yeah. I was searching for answers, and at the time, it was what made sense to me. Mm-hmm. It was a place where I found comfort, found the answers that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Am I still holding on to that, maybe my experience as a 15, 16-year-old, I believe, yeah. roughly mm-hmm. when I came to faith? Definitely not. I've grown from that. And uh, right now, I'd say that although I don't disavow what I, the reason why I held on to it there's now more where I'm see, looking at like growing old I'm just looking at my worldview, and I'm like okay why do I believe this why do I believe that and there needs to be a systematic structure like you were talking about what are your axioms what are your ethics like yep. what are the reasons why you believe what you believe why do you do what you do sure and looking back at the Bible and every now and then I go back and I question myself why do I believe what I believe especially during COVID it it gave me a lot of things to rethink (laughs) about and all the things that all the social issues that were coming back and I would go back and like read the Bible I'm like okay why do I believe this again like is this even in accordance with scripture and like you were saying uh, about uh, religion needing to have uh, an organized structure to know what is true I would say being a Christian, the go-to is the Bible. Like you've said, people interpret it differently. Yep. But if anyone will be honest, any Christian will be honest with you or any Christian who is diligent and is really seeking truth will tell you that it's the Bible. Where sometimes, and honest theologians, when they read something that they don't understand, would say that this is unclear because there are some things that are really unclear any mm-hmm. Christian, any theologian will be honest with you and say that some things that are unclear. And often those things are, one, not very foundational, but maybe significant things. And so yeah. things like that would go like, they would often interpret it by saying that we think it means this, 
but this is not very clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so there are those things, but often a lot of those things are not very foundational. Like I said, so that yeah. was how I came to faith. And so, so the second part where I like I built everything that I hold on to, mm -hmm. based on what my original beliefs were, it definitely grew. But it wasn't the main reason why I yeah. came to faith mm -hmm. to begin with. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I guess what what I was trying to get to with that mm -hmm. is the idea that like the the whether you know you found comfort in the past or you used it in the present to help solidify your life and your worldview yeah. but but there are some you know some how do i say this some ethical or some moral truths or some value truths yeah. that you can access through christianity or that you can use christianity as a way to kind of um to get at for I yourself yeah. and and that's the same so the same thing that makes that appealing to you is in a sense what paul finds to be problematic with it because there are there are things that for the, for the very reason that you're dealing with something as as you know as as foundational to your being as like values and morals yeah. that are being derived from the source but that people can have different interpretations of mm -hmm. right and into how no yeah okay okay <laughs> like i said there are things that are not clear yes but those things are not foundational but so okay. but i don't but, but okay so so but they're often value, superficial they're not, they're not foundational in the yes. value sense, but as soon as we bring context into okay. it, as soon as you're judging things as good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as we're considering morality, okay. I would argue that that it is because there's mm -hmm. there's, or I'd argue that it has to be because you mm -hmm. have different sects of Christianity believing wildly different things at this point, yeah. right? And if that's in terms it, of like social would, thing, you yeah. would like to assume that if there is a God and they have this mm -hmm. rule set that there yeah. is one, He doesn't yeah. have thirteen different ones. He's applying to different people who believe yeah. in different things. And if there is one, then someone is interpreting it correctly, and someone is not. And then how to know Absolutely. who's interpreting? And then if your your whole yeah. belief is based on an incorrect interpretation, and God's like, "Well, you didn't fit my standards, and now you're going to hell," it's like, "Well, shit. I'm, well, I'm sorry, I picked I, the wrong." One. That that's a stronger claim. I don't know if everyone oh, who interprets it wrong, but but, but interesting. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that. Now I, I didn't want this discussion to go deep into religion. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But I'm here. afraid it's going to go deep into it. <laughs> We're here. Which is the reason why like Christianity is not based on how much of the Bible you know. Uh-huh. And your relationship with God is not based on how much of the Bible you know. You will you need to know more about God and you will grow in your knowledge about God once you come to faith. But your standing with God is not based on how much you know and how much you obey. So that if maybe you understood something wrongly and you did it wrongly, then you're doomed. It's about coming coming to faith in Jesus. And once that is the that is the only thing. Mm -hmm. yep. Your theology might be wrong somewhat. But but then you could get into the argument okay. of what about uh, uh, children who who die at the age of three days old? Then you're going into social issues there. Well, no, 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 no. He's, saying, that he's saying they never he's... accepted Jesus as their savior. Yeah. So they're going to hell. I don't According know. to they, uh -huh. they, they never yeah. had the opportunity. I think yeah. that that's like a that's a discussed theology question. That, oh yeah, that yeah. is yeah. a discussed theology question. Yeah. What happens to like kids yeah. and stuff? But, but like yeah. also, like there are certain things in the Bible that I just like, like I straight up disagree with that I feel like are fundamental things. Like for example, okay. premarital sex. I enjoy premarital sex a lot. It is a wonderful Based. thing. I don't plan on giving that up. And I don't okay. think it is fair for me to say, I believe in this religion and these... Because one of the things I think that is foundational in Christianity is okay. the want to do better and to to try to... And like, because it, like, it's, it's like, people argue, oh yeah, everyone sins. And so okay. like you just... 
you apologize for it later or whatever and you're forgiven and it's like well i don't want to do like these are things i want to keep doing if i don't have that intent to do better okay it, i don't think it's fair yeah. for me to say i'm a your, religious person your argument like so obviously there's there's various sects of christianity and sorts mm-hmm. of things that would even that would give that at, that that consider sins differently mm-hmm. and that would yeah. consider that at different levels <laughs> of like harmfulness but your whole point is you shouldn't have to view it as a sin to begin with right that, yeah. that's kind of where yeah so and that gets into the like once again like i think when you get into like values of things, but then, and it's like, cause I, I think that there are debates, right? I think yeah. there are debates on like, like, I think that a lot of Christian values are great. I don't think they're oh, good. Oh, without a doubt. Great. Yeah. But as soon as you get into moral and ethical questions yeah. where you're like, okay, I'm deriving how I should behave in this specific situation based not on necessarily on values but based but solely on, based on based on text right yeah. that's like i think that's where like some of the ugliness can come from not sorry i don't mean ugliness in terms of christianity's ugly i mean ugliness in terms of like what we would find as social problems that are derived from christian based prescriptions on how people should live there that's <laughs> that's the full statement um i don't know those are some issues with it but like that that that, that i i think that's like Kind of where you're, where you're, yeah. you're hitting at it. Um, now, Daniel, if you remember, yeah. I, I believe it may have been a month ago, yeah. right before you got COVID. Hey, he he, he recovered from it. Uh, so so right before you got COVID, we, we had this discussion where uh, very similar to what you're saying now, where sure. it is, should my values be, or should what is right be de- be decided by what I want or what I feel? I'm just saying that, not an attack on yeah, you, yeah, but, no, but, yeah. but what you yeah. said about, uh, you made the example of premarital sex, where yeah, like it's something that I enjoy, it's something I like, and I, I'm not ready to give it up. Yeah. Is that based on it? So, which is the reason why the question about what are your axioms matter yes. over uh, here? Yes. Because then, in this case, are you saying that, okay, you're deciding what is right and wrong yeah. based on what you like and what you yeah. feel is oh. okay or based on something which is the reason why yeah, when yeah. you have something that you can point to like a, yeah. a point of reference a frame of it, reference that, which is much better because if you just say that okay because i enjoy this thing i'm not going to give it up yes that so, is not a good yeah, yeah, way yeah. to define could, what is right and what is wrong to begin exactly and, yeah and i would agree with that i could and, and, yeah, but, yeah so so right okay. so i would agree with that if you're just saying it, so for instance, like the, the counterattack to what you said, Paul, would be that like that's an argument from hedonism. Like that, that, that yes. and so you would need to, and now you could argue back, you, you need to strengthen it by saying, well, I don't think that it's necessarily like sinful hedonism. Like I'm, I, you would have to say like, it's okay for me to want to be able to do this because I want to be able to do this because I'm engaging it in a responsible manner yeah. and because I'm, and, and like, like that gets into the whole like if we want to talk about like liberal values versus Christian values and like how like like if we want to optimize like I should be able to do that because I think putting restrictions on my ability to do that is going to be more harmful for society in the long run than putting those restrictions on and that's why we should value these get into like prescriptions on values and that, that that's like a super deep conversation but I think that 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 was that was where I was trying to go with this is I think that's like the dividing line of like. Um, of, 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 of you having, like, because during that conversation was what I was referencing, uh-huh. Emmanuel, is, yeah. like, you had said something about, like, like I think that, I think that people need, or, or it's good to have these, um, these sorts of, like, axioms that Christianity yeah. provides, yeah. To, to right? fall back on. And, yeah. and I would agree that people, that people need them, and I think the, kind of the, 
the, the difficulty comes from like how should we get them or how should we construct them? Mm. Because obviously, if you're just pulling your values out of nowhere, like like I like, it's difficult to have like a retro. You a lot of the like Christian apologists like good arguments can be found when they're like fighting back against for so for instance you could argue that a lot of my values are retroactively justified through utilitarianism like like me valuing something because a society in which people value these things lead to good uh, morals and ethics well what's good well then I have right right it's like this tautology I have to keep yes. retroactively justifying and that's like a really hard loop to get out of so I, I think that that's like a good point of contention that I think we'll have to return to at a different time Absolutely. I think it's, it's I'm glad that like we know where people stand to some degree yeah. um, to some degree on this. Did you guys have any last thoughts on like that topic you want to go through? No, nothing. I'm sure we'll pick it up again. So. <laughs> we will. I, um, I will share this last thought, sure, however, sure. where we've talked about this more, and I'm sure as we go on, we'll always revisit this topic uh, to some extent. I'm sure. And I agree with that part where, like, all of us are starting from a certain point where yours is, yours might be a bit cyclical. Circular? Circular, yep. yes. Circular, where you're going around. And I'm starting from a point of reference where if you take God out of the picture, then yep. I have nothing, everything crumbles yep. mm-hmm. for me as well. Yep. And so it, it's almost like we are holding on to, it's very similar. Yeah. Well, in, in both cases. And like you're saying, I don't think a person needs to uh, like a person needs to ha- uh, hold on to maybe religion or maybe uh, believe in God in yeah. order to have morals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you certainly do have hold. You have I claim a lot to. Of good morals. You can't know. Yeah. Maybe I, I don't. At least what I've seen. <laughs> I act <laughs> you have on good the things that could believe to be morals. If I claim to hold morals yes. and you only observe me acting in a way which it, is in accordance with that, it could, do I actually have morals? Don't but, I cannot According, disprove. but you cannot know. I cannot disprove. So, so all you can know yes. is that I, I act to. in accordance yes. with. Okay, so. you do act in accordance with. <laughs> and so you, you don't need to hold on to Christian values, or you don't need faith in God in order to hold on to things. Have like some, sort of, to yeah, have have some a, sort of. To have some sort of moral system. And, and I would argue it's even more similar than that. I would argue that that because I kind of went into this time, but but the the. And of course, even though having looked it up, I forgot the name of that that thing that I wanted to tell you about last yeah. time. But the 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 circular argumentation basically for justifying Christianity, yeah. where you basically, oh, I forgot the. It's there's like a bunch of there's a bunch of like debate bro, debate bro guys who go into this. But the you you back someone into the corner by constantly asking, well, why do you believe this? 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 And eventually, you get them to say that they don't know the truth about something, and then you say, well, wow. I my truth comes from the Word of God, yeah. and that and and so I would argue that like because I think that we could probably reduce your position to in non factual things and in some moral cases we could probably reduce your position to that right that, that yeah, and that's you self stated yeah, that's your self stated yes, thing right yes. and and then in some ways that that has to be circular because then I can ask you why like how did you learn about the word of God from the word of God right so 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 in the same way there's some there's some circular aspects it's and just circular agree. in different places I do agree we, we all hold on to it. now this is not my saying so that I'm not trying to take credit for it where someone made this argument that we all believe in the virgin birth it's just about which virgin birth you believe in like the one from Star Wars, like Anakin Skywalker. And, uh, that's my virgin birth. <laughs> I, I think he means the universe popping out of nowhere versus. Yes. You talk about the but, um, yeah, versus God popping out of nowhere. 
Okay, but to be okay, well, so as 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 the the former physicist, I we can get into the big. We'll have to get into the Big Bang. Oh, time, for sure, it, no it's doubt. Because the it's constantly being. I agree. It's one of those things that's like I used to. No, have I a, wasn't even talking about creation in that oh, sense. Okay. I was talking about like morals. Oh, like, oh, and, and so, ethics. So it's almost that like they, they the just. Bottom, oh, there has to be something that bottom, came from something. Everyone has to take axioms, and yes, your axioms are rooted from in nothing. something. Yeah, yeah, and that's a just yes. And sure. although it, it, it's rooted in something which is God, yeah, I don't, I cannot tell you where God came from. So it's sure. in a sense also a virgin birth. Mathematicians yeah. would agree with you. Yeah. you have to take axioms. Right? Which is You're the reason why, axioms. like I said, all of us have a very similar point of reference, which is nothing. <laughs> True. At its at its, at its, at most, its and here's what Paul struggle, is struggling with right yeah. now. And, 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 and to be fair, yes. I think I think yeah. if I were a religious person, it could provide uh, some sort of relief, and I can see the appeal to it because these are things you no longer have to worry about because you do have something there. However, it is that is not something I. I would like to, like, there's too many discrepancies with, like, well, which religion? What if this religion's wrong? Well, this or that, or this, like, it yeah. It doesn't, based on my logical, evidence-based brain, <laughs> there's there's nothing there for me. So, so I actually, so, so I've been, I, I did, I read a fantastic, fantastic book about, like, 1100s AD uh, England, and there's one of the, one of the characters was a, uh, was a this is Ken Follis Pillars of the Earth. Uh, it's a fantastic, well-regarded. Uh, basically, I think it's like historical fiction. But um, and one of the characters is a is a monk in uh, in the Catholic Church at that point. Um, and there's some very interesting like interplays with like how how one deals with their faith. But what I was wondering, Emmanuel, is is you know do you are you, do you follow the belief that like let's say that I can never convince myself mm-hmm. that God is actually real, but I live as a good Christian in the sense that um, I live my life through Christian values. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that that person, because one would, one could also point out examples of people who um, inarguably probably believe in God and yet fail to live up to any sort of example set by that moral system. Would you argue that that person is a better Christian even though he doesn't actually believe? Say that again. <laughs> so long. someone who doesn't believe in God but has a good morals yeah. that fit lots of the things well, that mm-hmm. not even just oh, yeah, yeah yeah like not even just good morals but yeah. the morals that are prescribed yeah. so so like they're to the T they apply the they do everything okay. they that Christian, Christian values Christian, state but they, but they don't, don't believe, believe in God. God yeah versus someone who believes in God but, but just destroys all the morals and lives their life however they yeah. want but says they believe in God. Well, first of all. Not just says, does. Okay, yes. Well, but does that, but then you have to get into, well, do you do, really do you believe, believe in God? In How do you define believing in God? I don't fucking know. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, but, but believes the best. So say, let's say this person doesn't even... Okay, let's can say I, this person doesn't can I even, just reduce it to sure, maybe... Reduce like it. reduce it to one person who does not believe in God, but lives a very it, good, like, honest moral well, life. Well, the perfect moral life. Perfect. The perfect let's moral say, life, perfect according to Christian morals. Yes. But does, let's say let's say he doesn't even pray, he doesn't mm-hmm. believe in that, and you could argue that's a sin of, like, a, of pride or something that, that but, but okay. doesn't, uh, doesn't pray, doesn't read the Bible, doesn't, ha- doesn't okay. even, has read the Bible, but hates it, doesn't believe in it, doesn't like Christianity, doesn't go to church, yeah. but, but in all other ways lives according to uh, morals and ethics derived from Christian values. Okay. Would you say that that person is a good Christian? No. No. Why not? That's where I think you raised something at the beginning, which I uh, answered, which where I said uh, it wasn't 
about following rules like being a christian wasn't about following rules sure. and at the very foundation which is the reason why i said the very foundation like our axiom is yep. believing in god faith in god yeah mm-hmm. faith in god now i'll answer the second person first uh, the second person where you say he claims to but believe not the, yeah, or yeah. believes god yeah, yeah. It, now the thing is i don't believe that first person exists as okay. a human okay sure because God's standards. Let, sorry, yes. I'm going to okay. interrupt you. Okay. In like a proper debate, mm-hmm. you can't answer a hypothetical by saying the hypothetical doesn't the, exist. Okay, That's the okay, point okay, of the hypothetical. Okay, okay, okay. Just kidding. Okay, I so, am that person. So, so, so that person doesn't Plot exist. twist! But, okay, but that's fair. Yeah, probably okay. not. Yeah. So, so that person, let's just say that there is this hypothetical person. Now, like I said, I was going to start from the second person. Sure, sure. So from the second person who claims to believe in God, and let's just say that you believe in God is genuine. I'm not going to, because yeah, what yeah, Paul yeah. was saying, yes. we're, we're assuming going to start that asking. We're assuming that yeah, it's faithful. Yeah. For someone who is a faithful believer in God yeah. would definitely be striving and seeking to do better, like yeah. growing in his knowledge of God, growing yeah, in his, his morals. His and that's so what let's I just say he doesn't measure up. Yes. Not even through nothing weak, close. Through weakness yes. of character. Through yeah. weakness of character. Yes. doesn't measure up yes. to this other person. Yes. Now, the question becomes... So, I'll, I'll say this with a story. Yeah. Uh, remember the story of the cross where the thief... Like, there are two thieves on the cross nailed side next to Jesus. One yeah. on his left and one on his right. I don't remember whether it was the one on the left or the one on the right. But one of them uh, says... If you're the son of God, why don't you save yourself and save us as well? And there's this other one who says, um, remember me. Uh, he actually uh, rebukes his uh, friend. I don't know if they were friends, but like rebukes the other thief and says, uh, we have got, we got what we deserve because we, we, we are justly being punished for our crime. Sure. But this man is innocent. And he turns to Jesus and says, uh, remember me when you are in your kingdom. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, today you would indeed be with me in paradise. And that is what points to what you were saying about like whether it's the perfect moral life. This person had done, like in terms of morality, nothing, zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, but at that moment, he put his faith in Jesus. Yeah. And so, like I said... Being a Christian and following the Lord is all about putting your faith in Jesus, recognizing that we can never measure up. We go like, okay, yeah, so, so let's go with the Ten Commandments. We go like, do not steal, do not kill, do, yeah, not, yeah. do not commit yeah. adultery, do not do this. Now, that's what we see over there. Jesus said, um, you have heard that do not commit adultery. Whoever even looks at a woman lustfully has committed adultery in yep. his heart. Talking about murder, he says, whoever hates his brother has committed murder. Uh-huh. And so it's like, we do have these, but then God's standards are very high. They're such that no one measures up to begin with. Yeah. And so if no one measures up, and, and, and I'll uh, contrast that with another story of uh, the, rich, the rich young ruler. Now, all these things, you, you can definitely verify. Yes, you, yes, you, yes. You can fact check me. Where he comes to Jesus and says, um, good teacher, how, like, what must I do to enter the kingdom of God? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? And he says, no one is good except God. Yeah. And Jesus says, uh, you've read the laws. Uh, do not murder, do not kill. He lists the Ten Commandments, basically, just like what I'm saying. Yeah. And he, the man responds by saying that, all these I've done since my youth. Yeah. And Jesus tells him that, okay, uh, one thing you lack, go sell everything you have and 
give to the poor and come follow me. And immediately he turns away sad. Uh-huh. So this man on the surface was perfect, did everything, gave alms. That, like he, he was the, the perfect man you could look up to. Yeah. And so uh, like I'm just using these two uh, sure. stories sure, to, yeah. to show as one being the perfect and one being the <coughs> simple yeah, maybe person who has put his faith in the Lord but struggling. Yes. So I'm putting these two examples. Wait. Definitely. Yeah. So sure. I, I I so I think I think I, I think I did a poor job of asking the question because I think you're probably correct. I, I and I think I'd probably agree with you that that this person this this ideal person that I've drawn out is not a good Christian. But would you say this this person is a good person? Because of course he's a good person in society. Well. But yes, yeah, so by Christian values, this because this what, by the whole point of this mm-hmm. is that this person is functionally, if you yes. were to, if you look through any materialist analysis of this yes. person, he's functionally indistinguishable, besides from the fact that he doesn't go to church, from an actual Christian. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. But and so so your and so your mark of going from maybe being a good person to a good Christian would be embracing jesus like so so that's probably tautological i probably just defined christianity which is really stupid of me right like like, (laughs) what is a good person what is a good christian oh it's a good person who has embraced christ well okay well yeah but then you get into the argument of like what about what about people who never had the opportunity in their lives to be embraced this is a theological this is well yeah but that is a huge but that is that is a very huge if you want answers to that, I'm sure that others more. <laughs> but but that's my thing. Like, it, there, I don't think that. there is an answer, and that's why yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. Like there there are things that can't be answered, and so I sure. can't put my faith in it because. But I I, I don't know. I but just don't. The, but then the response. This, I think the response to that would be that's well. But then you Christianity can't put your faith is. in It's all blind so. faith and blah blah blah. Well, no, but but it's like yeah, but and that's kind of what you're dealing with, right? Yeah. Is that, well, even if you don't believe this. You can't really find justification to believe in anything else. So well, yeah, but that's why I currently sense. don't believe in anything, and so oh, and that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Consistent. Yeah. I'm just yeah. So you um, believe in yourself? <laughs> do I? Exist? Well, no, I don't. I, I don't know what I believe. Do you in. think? Good, Good question. Therefore, you are because, <laughs> Oh, he didn't answer yes. Because truthfully, in truth, which we we we've talked about before. I don't. Yeah. I believe we may have talked about this. Like when someone says, "I don't believe in anything," yeah. in any part of it. You do. It's just that that thing or person you believe in. It's yourself. Well, that I am the only thing that I know for sure exists. Exactly. And well, so yeah, you get into and you get into things like schizophrenia or borderline personality disorder, where you believe in yourself, but (laughs) But there's seven of you. Well, (laughs) yeah, that's that's like the the split personality disorder. But in terms of like you know paranoid delusions or or can you believe in in yourself? So you're getting feedback that isn't actually correct. Yeah, that's where that's where I think there is. That's the only the only smidge of credit I will get to the whole like tell your truth thing is that well in some sense everyone does observe a world that is different our memories yeah. color it our our, yeah. our, our chem- the chemicals inside us are, are coloring everything so there's some truth to that I, and don't right. get me started on people who are colorblind <laughs> Dad's colorblind. Careful there. All right, all right. I, we uh, we <laughs> we are on a timetable here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, can you please edit it out where I talk about colorblindness? I don't want to get canceled. Why can't you? Yeah, I'm not sure. We're not quite could, there yet. I don't yeah, think yeah. it's a little ableist, but we'll yeah, let it, we'll let it fly. Except um, in 20 years, I'll get canceled because of this one right. thing I said. Well, I don't think anyone's going to be listening to this in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. um, it has been a great time talking with you guys. Indeed, it I'm has. Daniel Fuller. Paul Dougal. Emmanuel Atendama. We're all uh, math majors here to talk about philosophy, politics, and current events, and uh, it's been a good night. So I I will see you guys next time. I think we've had a relatively 
meandery but okay discussion about mm-hmm. you know what we think about truth and uh, we didn't really work that back to responsible platforming as much as I would have liked but I, I think we've we've set the tone for the way in which we want to discuss things yes. and the kind of depth we're looking to go in about topics so nothing here will hopefully be surface level judgments of things and and we're gonna try and you know keep true to that goal mm-hmm. as we go forward so yeah. all right see you guys next time yeah take care